Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome back to the show. This point five episode is called Who Wants to Fail? I never expect to fail. I'm afraid of being seen as a screw-up, or at least I used to be, which is crazy because I've failed so many times that you'd think I would go into everything I do expecting to fail because the odds of it happening are so lopsided. I've had some colossal business failures. For example, we burned down a plant of ours one time. I've had relationship failures, like when I almost ruined the best relationship I've ever had by being super stupid and selfish. And I've had leadership failures, like when I jeopardized my whole company's future because I wanted to save a buck. Recently, it feels to me like it's become way more acceptable to fail as an entrepreneur than it's ever been. It's become okay to publicly fail, especially when you're attempting to build something that has the potential to generate a ton of money and make investors really rich. In some circles, it's even become a badge of courage of sorts, failing fast, for example, a validation that you tried hard and evidence that you're probably worthy of another investment to back the next big idea you have. Failing, at least in certain circles, is no longer seen as a screw-up. And I think that's a good thing. Not because it promotes repeated failures, but because it encourages repeated efforts. And let's face it, people have failed at things forever. It's the rare person, animal, bird, fish, or whatever, that does something perfectly right the first time it tries. We fall, miss, drop, and otherwise fail all the time. Even when we know what we're doing, we can screw it up. It happens to everyone. So I have a lot of conversations with super successful people on this podcast, and based on what many have shared with me, failing, whether it's fast, slow, or ever, remains something that most people abhor. They hate it. They want nothing to do with it. They claim that the fear is what motivates them or scares them into working harder, smarter, or whatever it takes to avoid a failure and make it a good outcome. And when the failure includes the possibility of letting down someone they care about, their family, their employees, or an investor, its ramifications ramp up in their minds. It magnifies the failure's significance and the stress that comes along with the increased judgment that accompanies it. And it doesn't matter if that judgment is real or just perceived. The fear of failure winds them up like a tight spring. And I encourage these folks to loosen up. As I mentioned before, I dislike failing a lot. While I like the fast-fail or fail-often notions as concepts, and I understand that they're meant to make failing a less consequential event, more accepted as the natural and inevitable thing that it is, rather than the debilitating thing they can be, I still don't want to fail. And I think I'm with 99% of the rest of you on that one. But I also realize that because failing is inevitable and way more common than succeeding, and in fact that it's often the thing that's necessary to ultimately succeed, I know that I need to fail more often and be okay with it. I need the challenges and the lessons that come with failing. And I need to make it safe for those around me to fail in their pursuits of something challenging and hard as well. That's not to say that I'm a fan of celebrating failure. I'm not. 
and I'm not sure that's healthy or smart. What I am a fan of celebrating is the progress that was made along the way to experiencing the failure. That progress and what was learned from it will help us get closer to success the next time and the time after that, even if we never make it all the way. So here's my lesson. We all fail at things all the time. Sometimes the consequences of failing are high, but most of the time they're not. For a long time, I attached failure with inadequacy. It embarrassed me, and it made me not want to try again. But at some point, I realized that I had it all wrong. Failing wasn't evidence of inadequacy. It was instead a natural byproduct of progress. I trained myself to replace inadequacy with inspiration, to celebrate the progress, to give it another try. So what's your lesson? Thanks for listening to this episode of the How Did Happen podcast, where we believe that success doesn't happen unless you make it happen. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. And while you're there, please rate it and leave a comment as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show, ideas for future guests, or whatever you'd like to share. And of course, you can always find me at MikeMalatesta.com. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to the How Did Happen podcast.